like the Holy Spirit on the Sunday at a black church. Oh, man. It's just tearing through there, man. What about you? Hey, man. Speaking of staying alive, I did something that makes me feel almost, almost, almost more alive than anything else. And I played ball earlier today, man. It was so, it was good. It was like one of those old school runs that we used to have at the rec center where you play for like two, three hours. Yeah. And you tired, but you feel good about what you just accomplished on the court. Mm-hmm. So it was, it was, it was a great run to be back at it again. The only thing missing was like we didn't go to goodies afterwards. Like that was the <laughs> only thing that was missing about today's run. <laughs> no goodies. <laughs> go to goodies and, and and chop it up afterwards. <laughs> hey, you know, uh, you know, drill and get me out there at some point. I gotta, I gotta work out first. Though. I can't get out there from scratch. Just be looking yeah. extra terrible. You didn't know working out before now? No, I really haven't been working out too much. I've been uh I've been, you know, doing a lot of, I didn't been doing a lot more so coaching lately. Like I've been focusing on putting a lot of time and effort into my my oldest son, um, and, and trying to get him up to speed. And uh two times for him I want to give a shout out to his team. They uh bought home the chip last week. Oh, okay. Of the, of the summer league. Um, so two times for, for him. I mean, they really turned it around. The first game they lost by 25 points. And, what? um, yeah, 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 yeah. And, um, the same team, they ended up, uh, turning around and they won the championship game 12 to zero. So, uh, so shout out to him, man, for him doing his thing. Real proud of him for, um, him you know, recognizing the situation and putting in the work to uh, get better, improve and improve as the season went along. So, Oh, the first. OK, so it wasn't the, in the in the playoffs that they lost by 25. No, 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 no. It was a very first game of the season, like before, like before okay. they had practice together okay. or before they had done anything together. Mm. They, you know, um, took a tough took a tough loss. But, um, you know, I told him I was like, man, you know, you should be one of the best players in this league. We challenged him. You know, he put a lot of work into his game of going to practices, you know, two, three, sometimes four days a week. And um, it showed, you know, he last week he scored 10 of his 12 team's points. And uh, and as I said, they the team locked them down. They didn't they didn't let they didn't let the other team score a point. That's impressive. So, that is very yeah. impressive. Sound like Alabama out there. <laughs> or Tyron yeah, Lue. So, so yeah, so I'm really proud of of of, of that group of, of young people for uh you know for working through the challenges and, and, and turning the season around. So 
Congratulations to the young squad. Big up, big up, big up. Got you a certified hooper now. It's got to be a dope feeling. Hey, man, it's a lot of work. A lot of work, a lot of work, a lot of work. Yes. It's levels to this. (laughs) 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 That payoff, though. That payoff be worth it. Levels to this. Yes. That's what's up, man. When when are you going to start recording the games on the iPhone and putting them on on the social medias? Um, I mean, honestly, like the last four games of the season, I was coaching, so I wasn't able to uh, record anything because mm-hmm. I was actually coaching. But I mean, I think some of the some of the highlights are we have them, but I mean, I'm not sharing them on social media. That's not oh, really oh, my okay. thing. So I got you. Yeah, that's making me think. Of, uh, I don't know if you remember Cass from uh from USF. His son is uh yeah. on that journey too become a, a young hooper so Thank yeah you so. actually uh where he trains at we're we, we gonna have uh practice there this afternoon that's where we're going this okay. afternoon so. i know what so, yeah so cast on with like sixth grade or something like that so yeah, you, sixth you, grade, yeah y'all probably gonna never play each other but nah but i think he plays with um with another kid that's there that's like really nice or whatever i think they they're on the same team or whatever but we're just trying to find a uh i think we talked about a a couple episodes ago just trying to find a good fit for him to where it's um you know a nice competitive uh situation to where he's challenged and you know to where he can um you know continue to improve his skills and and get more confident in what Mm -hmm. he's doing Mm -hmm. because as i said when i say there's levels to this is like he goes some places and he's you know he's you know the guy and then he goes other places and it's like he's not the guy so it's you know it's just finding a good fit well, yeah. for him so just enough of a challenge that he doesn't feel overwhelmed correct well yeah and so it sure. keeps showing up you yeah. know it, and even if you're not uh you know one of the top guys keep showing up keep improving put in the work or whatever mm-hmm. and eventually that work will pay off so the height thing's still a big problem i remember you was was it was it the height or something like that because he's not six five yet at, at eight <laughs> um i mean he the thing is is that he's uh for his grade he's a young he's a young guy for his grade like he's in, in the fourth grade and he just turned nine so oh, his okay. birthday okay. is so like if he would have been born you know 20 days later he would be in the third, third grade. Gra- yeah 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 i get what you're saying and so, so and so, you know, with him being one of the youngest guys in his class, physically, he he hasn't, you know, matured the same showing up as, that, other, yeah. as other fourth graders. I mean, but educationally, it's a different story. So, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, and it, I think we talked about it last time to where, you know, some cats are holding their kids back so they can yeah. develop physically another year. As that was that was kind of astounding to me. Uh, I didn't know it was that. I mean, it makes sense. When when you say it, but that was just like one of the things I never thought that somebody would go to that extent. Uh just to be actually pretty from... common nowadays. Yeah, but it's big business now, man. I know uh I think what first couple episodes we did way back when, I was uh, I was just baffled at the amount of camps that Cass was having. But you was like, Man, this that was just in football, but everybody's got something going in every sport. And the uh just the amount of the industry's very lucrative, I'm assuming. I'm guessing. Yeah, I mean, everybody's trying to everybody's trying to come up off of it because they know that you know, uh, 
you know, parents are willing to invest their time, energy, and, and resources mm-hmm. into getting their kids to whatever level they see fit for it. And so, you know, whether it be, you know, people that are training kids, whether it be people that are putting on tournaments, mm-hmm. um, you know, wherever, like last week, last Sunday, uh, the high school team that I volunteered for, they, they were involved in a tournament, right? And so, you know, of course, the team has to pay to participate in the tournament. But then for parents or spectators to come to like high school and middle school level games, it's like $15, like to get into the game. And it's like, it's, it's, it's crazy. Well, you that, pay that much um, in high school. Huh? Well, you pay that much for high school games. I think the last nah, I remember was like seven like bucks. $3. Oh, that's okay. playoffs. That's oh, oh, playoffs. Oh, got it. Got gotcha. Like before a regular high school game, you're you're three paying bucks. either three dollars or five dollars. Okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. But for like a, a tournament, I mean, fifteen dollars a day, and that's each person. So that means that if you have a family, if you're a family of four and your kids playing, that means that the parents and the other kid, you know, just to see your kid play, and you've already had to pay Dri- for driving fifty. <laughs> You've already had to pay for the tournament, so you just so y'all y'all literally dropping fifty a day to be supportive. <laughs> so yeah, so that's a little um, you know. So when you see stuff like that, you know it, uh, you know it, it's it's uh, you wondering you're wondering you know is it going to continue to just get crazier and crazier and crazier? And um, by all indications, I'm going to say yes. You feel like the 90s was when all of that started popping off? AKA when we was, you know, doing our thing like middle school, thanks to TV and all the attention that was starting to get at that time. Like T- um, with the, I, like, I mean, the ascension like... of Michael Jordan, the dream team, and marketing all happening in that, what, from like 92 to 95? Like that huge takeoff? You think that's when all of that started being like, oh, this, this is a money-making machine because i had never heard of aau till i got to like 11th grade i ain't know nothing about travel ball well i grew up in the 90s and i felt like it was a little bit more pure back then i mean i'll 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 be real with you i started playing aau basketball when i was in the fifth grade and there might have been like one or two teams in central florida that played like that had like aau teams you playing that early? Yeah, yeah. I uh, I think I told you. I think we talked about it like maybe a while ago over the summer. Uh, the guy Earl Graham, who started our AAU program in Orlando, uh, he um, he was the one who kind of I don't, don't want to say discovered me, but I was shooting at a game. I was shooting at halftime a game one day, and he was like, "Hey, can I talk to your dad?" And he went and talked to my dad about playing on his AAU organization. I was in fifth grade at the time. And, you know, back then, you know, we, we didn't travel, you didn't travel all over the nation like they do now. Like now you could be on a bad AU team and I, and there's some kids in our program that have been to four states this summer playing in tournaments. And I mean, these are guys that are going to be on like JV. Like this is like, these aren't like, and these, <laughs> these aren't, aren't these like, are like studs. Yeah. These yeah, are these just run-of-the-mill like guys. Players. These are just run-of-the-mill players who've traveled to four states playing basketball this summer 
just because, you know, that's the thing to do is to travel and to play different, you know, different organizations, even though there's probably, I'd probably say 15 to 20 AAU organizations just here in Tampa. Like just here in Tampa, like everybody, kind of, it's easy to start an AAU organization. There's no. You mean like a league, not, not a, not a team, but a league. Well, it's easy to start a team, but that's the thing is there's no leagues. So everything is like individual tournaments. There's no league that says, all right, like it would make sense to have an AAU league to where it's like, all right, the AAU teams, they get together and they play each other, you know, once a week or something like that. But that doesn't happen. So the only way they get, the only way they're going to play is in these tournaments, which are either like regionalized or national tournaments. But it doesn't make sense for 10 teams from Tampa to travel to Atlanta for all of you guys to be in the same tournament when you guys can just play each other down here. Yeah, yeah. So, and so not only is it to where, you know, the you have to spend money on the tournaments, but you have to spend money on the travel. You have to spend money uh, to be a part of the organizations. And so it's just a lot of, of, of moving parts. And, you know, and, you know, you have to wait and see if if it pays off or if it doesn't. And, and, you know, there's only one way to find that out is, you know, once your kid is, you know, in the high school level. So you feel like not that the the talent is better, but because of the knowledge of the game and exercise science that the, the players are peaking faster. Is that like a new thing? Well, what they call what they call it now is kids are specializing earlier. Specializing means that I'm only going to pick one sport and I'm going to focus all my effort and attention on that one sport. I'm not going to I'm not going to try, you know, to play three different sports at the same time. You know, like baseball, football, and basketball. No, I'm going to focus on I'm going to put all my effort into basketball year round and I'm, you know, I'm going to see how far this takes me. So kids are specializing at an earlier age now. Is that, when they specialize at an earlier age, they just kind of hitting that. Like said all the training and everything. Yeah, the maturity probably comes on a little one, faster. One little, I was thinking yeah. about um when when you was telling me about the uh the trend with cats like keeping their kids back of you and all that stuff, but. I guess when a kid has just been doing one thing for what I'm guessing what because what Princeton not Princeton no every, yeah Princeton been playing since what like four yeah he's been playing since four so he's already got like five years in the game whereas me and you might have had two yeah I started playing in fourth grade yeah like and that was like you know when you were like conscious about playing basketball against other kids like, yeah. You know what I mean that, you know, I remember mine was like seven, because of Boys and Girls Club, that kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, that, that's yeah. my first league as well, Boys and Girls Club. Yeah. So before then, it was just you just following your your older cousins and relatives and whatever. Like, oh, yeah. I want to do what y'all are doing, but it wasn't it wasn't registering that I had to compete until like six or seven. Yeah. Uh, I saw. Uh, but, but now, if you start a kid at eight or nine it's almost like it's too late yeah yeah it's almost like it's too late yeah somebody um i don't know where i saw this but it was like kids specializing that early hurts them in terms of 
I don't know what the measuring stick was that, you know, they were failing at. But it was like, you know, let kids. Because, you know, when I was a kid, we, you just played everything. You yeah. Know, you just whatever the ball was on the street that day, that's what you played. So kickball, football, basketball, baseball, you just did it everything. And there's a lot of football and there's a lot of basketball, a lot of kickball. You know, kickball didn't matter, but. You know, you got to high school, you tried to play both. So somebody yeah. was like, uh, kids specializing that early in one sport kind of handicaps them. And I was like, I don't understand how that works, but does that make sense somehow to you being in the in the culture? Well, talking to coaches, one, they don't they don't develop at like different sports develop different muscles in the body. And so when people play um, different sports, they develop, they, they develop like all of the muscles in their body. And so talking to some coaches, they feel like if once you specialize, you put more strain on the, on the muscles that, you know, that, that sport requires. Like you say, you're, you're, you specialize in baseball and you're a pitcher and you pitch year round, you're putting a lot of strain on your arm because your arm never gets a rest because you're, 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 you're constantly pitching as opposed to say you pitch, but then you go play basketball and then you're using a different set of muscles. So, so, you know, your pitching arm kind of gets a little rest a little bit. And so that's one way they say in that it kind of creates a strain on the body. And another thing is that it kind of leads to burnout too, because they focus mm -hmm. on one sport primarily for years and years and years and years. And, you know, one, you know, they, they, they don't know if they like something else um, because they haven't had a chance to explore anything else. And then two, it's like the more you play something, the more expectations get put on you excelling in that area because it's like, hey, if we're going to spend, um, you know, it's not, it's not uncommon for parents to spend 10, 15, $20,000 a year on a kid playing a, you know, in a particular organization or specializing in a sport. The hell are you spending you know, 10 that's, grand that's between, I'm saying but that's between training, that's between uh, being a part of a team, that's that's uh, traveling, that's paying for tournaments, you know, all that stuff. So it's not uncommon. And so when you have that kind of investment in money and in time, the expectations um, rise as well. Because it's like, man, I'm spending... I'm spending, you know, all of my weekends doing this. I'm spending, uh, you know, precious resources on this or whatever. You better, you know, we better see something. Um, some you know, ROI. So, uh, yeah, we better see some ROI. And so that creates some, you know, enhanced expectations on on the uh, on the kids as well. So I mean, so it in, basically in, turns into a job for the kids. I get it. I get it. I get it. Okay. That would make so, sense then. Yeah. And so like coming up, like Princeton, he just finished this basketball season. He's still, he's still practicing basketball, but coming up, he's has, he has baseball season coming up and he has flag football season coming up. And those two are going to be like at the same time, Break, but he's yeah. still getting a chance to play. Like he played flag football, um, you know, this past, this past season, there was, I think there was one night to where he literally had, two flag football games and a basketball game like sandwiched in between 
Like he played three games in one, in one night. night. Flag football, basketball, <laughs> and 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 uh in in another flag football game. Like thankfully it was all in the same complex, but so yeah. How you feel about uh the social interactions? Like um I was talking with somebody yesterday and they was like you know, find some clubs up here to hang out with, like, different groups of people. The only thing I could think about was, like, sports. That's the only club I feel like just makes universal sense to me because we came up in it, you know, the way we did. But I was like, yeah, I guess that would be cool. But I don't know. I'm thinking now it's, like, harder for me to, like, befriend people outside of the, the purpose that we're in the same building or whatever. Yeah, but what what was that like for kids? Like, are they forming relationships outside of teammate? It I would say it depends on what type of uh, what type of league you are. I would say the more competitive the league, the less the friendships are there. Really? The yeah, I mean, because you got to understand when you when you talk about uh, sports and you talk about playing sports at a high level. It's it's all a competition for the number of spots or the number of scholarships that are available. So even kids that are on the same team, they're not necessarily trying to help each other because they know that at the end of the day, it's going to be a limited number of opportunities that are out there. It's not going to be an unlimited number of opportunities. It's not going to be an unlimited number of scholarships. It's not going to be an unlimited number of roster spots on whatever level of college that you want to play at. So at the end of the day, it's going to be a, a, you know, a competition between you and even some of your own teammates. And, and, and that's kind of the way it is to where, and now cats, you know, they will bounce from team to team, um, depending on, you know, who shows them the most love or, you know, who can create better opportunities for them. So it's less, so as I said, I, I think the more competitive you get, the less social interaction you get out of it. Like we played at the rec center and you know, the, the, the kids were just out there just playing for, you know, they were just out there, like some kids that never played before, they were just out there playing and running around and having a good time, but it wasn't that competitive of a league. Gotcha. I'm saying so, but when you go to more competitive leagues, it's like, you know, there's very little social interaction. Ooh. I, don't, I don't know, man. Because, 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 I mean, it's more like a business. I mean, yeah, that's, that's what it sounds like. It. You, you, it's a hyper competitive thing, and kids are unfortunately experiencing like some adult response levels of responsibility and it, maybe even pressure. But yeah, yeah, it's a little we got different. A question. We got a question in the chat. Was that playing in all these tournaments make the kids better? At um, what? At what? At basketball, I'm guessing. I wouldn't say that it makes them better. I would say that it gives them experience, which is one thing. And then it, in a lot of these tournaments, they they say they're exposure tournaments to where they give you exposure to you know college coaches or recruiters that are looking to you know bring kids into the fold but you know practicing and skill development can only take you so far um there there comes a point to where you have to you know put those skills to the test and gain game experience 
over and over again. And so these tournaments are a way to do that. I just, I guess if I was, you know, putting together a more ideal situation, I just think that there are enough teams out there that can get together and play each other on a regular basis to where they don't have to travel, you know, you know, out of town or out of state to compete in tournaments together. You know, they can get together locally and say, all right, yeah, this squad, this the Tampa, you know, yeah, squad. Tampa yeah. champs. Or this, yeah, this is the Tampa AAU league or whatever. I mean, that makes sense. I didn't know it was that bad. Like, that don't make sense. But now that you say that, because I remember that same episode I was referring to earlier, the the young ladies that I was uh, befriending, they had sons that were playing in, like, different leagues, but the, the boys were playing, like, multiple sports. So, football, hockey, basketball, baseball. But they would be, like, South Florida one weekend, and then Orlando the next weekend, and then Tallahassee the next weekend, and then Palm Beach the next weekend. I was like, why are y'all traveling so much? But that makes sense. There's no centralized league for them to stay put in, I, I, I suppose. Like, I guess it would be real hard to get a governing board because nobody wants to give up their power to have a governing board, even though that makes sense, though, in terms of sports. Like, wouldn't it be awesome to crown yourself the champions of this particular thing? You know what I'm saying? Like in high school, you had your regular season stuff, and then you had these occasional tournaments like the Big Eight or the Derek Harper Invitational or the Wilt Chamberlain Classic. Like at certain times of the year, you would travel to play in that league in that tournament, and that would be like over the course of a weekend. But this yeah. stuff now is like, what the regular schedule at? <laughs> yeah. Yes. I don't know, man. But – you know, kids are getting exposed to the rest of the country. You know what I mean, way earlier than we were. So I think I think maybe character development is a a, a, a positive side effect of it. I mean, kids are getting to experience different cultures, different parts of the country, whereas you know, just the family that you're born into might not afford you that luxury. So, um, and you got me thinking. I got a homegirl that's got a three year old, and uh. And reach out to us see if she's interested in getting her son in that because he he could probably benefit from some of, some of that kind of stuff. Check it out. I don't know if the kid likes sports though. So, uh, uh, did did what you call like sports starting out? Like was that? I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe your kids did because y'all y'all just real sports centric. Um, I have two boys. Uh, one of them is real sports centric. The other one not so much. So, uh, you know, same household, same parents, but. Just different. Oh, uh, he price ain't really into sports like that. Nah, not really. And it's crazy because his he built for <laughs> everything. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah. So that's okay. Drove's like, uh, how would you stop a local sports team from stacking? Hey, man, that's I don't, I don't, I don't know. That's I don't know anything about. You got to talk to players on that. How would you stop that's a team? From it's stacking? so many. It, it's so many different teams or organizations that are out there that where the talent is just so dispersed. Um, you know, a lot of the, a lot of the ways that you stack a team is if you're sponsored and that's like your, your, your Nike sponsored teams, your Under Armour sponsored teams, your Adidas sponsored teams. That's because uh, the players that are on those teams, you know, that they're not going to be paying to be, uh, they're not going to be paying to play. They're almost going to be paid to play almost 
because uh and so those are the those are the those are the teams that attract the you know the elite of the elite players because um and you know in the EYBL the uh, Nike Youth Basketball League has kind of set themselves apart as the premier um league you know as the premier amateur league for for kids you know that's where uh you know a lot of the nba sponsored teams you know to where like chris paul has a team uh russell uh oh. westbrook has a team so Isn't that like an nba team, junior league is that a part of it like, or is mean, something separate? it's called the e- eybl you know, which stands for uh elite youth basketball league it's sponsored by nike and those are kind of the the teams that kind of separate themselves from all the rest of the AAU teams. And one is because um, you know that you're sponsored by Nike. So all your stuff is going to be provided for you. All your travel is going to be provided for you. Um, and, you know, and you'll be playing on the best circuit against the the other best players, you know, in the nation. So, as I said, it's levels to this, man. It's levels. It's like, they it's need not to look just at ba- yeah, baseball, a drug. Baseball seems to have it figured out because they play all the way, all over the world. I know, uh, like somebody from Tampa could play somebody from Japan. Well, I mean, but the the thing that baseball differs differs from basketball is baseball little league is like a national organization, and so you're not gonna you're not gonna be a team that plays you're not gonna be a Tampa team that plays a team from Japan unless you've like worked through your levels, like you're going to win your, your league championship. Then you're going to play like the teams in your area. And then after you play the teams in your area, you might go to like your regional, but you have to like work your way up before you get to like the little league world series um, in baseball. So that's one way they have it right to where it's not just any and everybody that's going to be, you know, under little league, they do have AAU baseball, with you know with different programs to where those you know where travel baseball is very popular um and you know and and very expensive as well for 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 parents that are involved so um it's pretty much all sports at this point pick this the little league baseball is 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 kind of like organized and governed in a certain way though i got you well speaking of sports y'all looking forward to anything for your uh your pro sports teams do you even have a pro football team at this point? Um, I don't necessarily have a pro football team. Um, I just gave up on the Colts. Just, <laughs> just hung them up. But that was more of a that was more of a Tony Dungy thing. I was I was a big Tony Dungy fan. So when he left, I was kind of uh, done with it. So I, I don't I never I never grew up like going hard for a uh, for an NFL team. Last year, I'm not gonna lie, it was nice to be on the Bucks bandwagon last year, um, to ride that wave. Um, oh, and we'll yeah, see yeah. what happens with them this year. Yeah, so you probably back on that this year, from what everybody talking about. AB look like he in mid season form, fighting at the camp. So that's a good thing for y'all. You know? It's it's funny. It's funny. I was talking to you know, I said we played ball uh, earlier today, right? And so this one guy was like, "Yeah, I run a um, security company or whatever, like a personal security company." And he was like, yeah, I was protecting the Titans while they were in in Tampa like this past week or whatever. I was like, man, well, you ain't protect um, <laughs> you ain't protect that dude. <laughs> A.B. from hitting that dude. Yeah. He was like, nah. He was like, <laughs> he was like, what happened on the field? I'm like, hey, I'm just saying. That's not a good look for your security company, buddy. Yeah, don't, don't let that get out. 
It's, it's gonna be so, wild, man. man. A lot of little storylines. I I'm just kind of not really paying attention to, but they pop up every now and then on the news feed. Like uh, Tua Tungavaloa was impressive or something like that a couple nights ago. Was that last night or something? So I was like, oh yeah, Tua is in the league. Let me keep up with they with their games or whatever. Not like yeah. I actually watch a Dolphins game, but I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I root for diff- I, I root for people for different reasons. Like, if you have a black quarterback, I'm going to be a fan of you. If you have a black coach, I'm going to be a fan of you. The Dolphins have black quarterback, black coach, and a black GM. So I really wish them really. Well. I didn't know they had the GM that was black. Yeah, they do. Okay, Miami. So, um, like. I like the Steelers because of Mike Tomlin. Like, like yeah, I, I, yeah. Mike Tomlin's, you know. If they could just get rid of Ben Roethlisberger, that'd be perfect. <laughs> but no, nah, they yeah. they got a, uh, a Alabama stud there too, Najee Harris. He keep popping yeah. up on the timeline. So might and they got Dwayne Haskins as a as a backup too. So we'll see what he does. Yeah, ho- hopefully he can uh, learn something from Ben. Resurrect his career. Yeah, I don't ben, think you can learn anything from Ben because Ben he don't, want, he don't want nobody. Yeah, yeah. He don't want nobody to be ben there. Anyway. Work ethic is questionable. So, oh, that ain't that ain't something the press leaking out about no two time Super Bowl one quarter. Did he win two rings? Yeah. Man, that cat's so foul. He's a he's a he's a shitty person. I really feel like he's a shitty person in and out of sports. Because uh, you remember that when they drafted the quarterback what, a couple seasons ago. He was like yeah, doing interviews. Like, yeah, like why would he draft him? That don't make sense to me. It's like, why would you say that in the public? But you know, he's so he don't care. He's like, look, this is my crap. But ah right, man. What is going on? Any other pressing stuff caught your attention this week? Sound like you've been busy, but what has caught my attention this week? Um I mean, I, I, it, it's crazy. We have a podcast, right? Yeah. Um, and I don't know if you, I don't know if you ca- uh, kept up with the Jeopardy guy, but yeah, Jeopardy yeah. hired somebody, right? Mm-hmm. They hired somebody. Like he hired himself, I think. Week, well, anyway, he had the job. <laughs> so within a week, he had to, he had to step down because his, of, of all things, his podcast got him in trouble. And, oh, I didn't know it was a podcast. I just thought it was yeah, like it was tweets or something like that. No, it was a podcast. <laughs> he left the episode. So, uh, <laughs> he left well, the episode. He said the episode was deleted, but I nah, guess people. So I don't. I mean, this cancel culture thing, man. I, to me, it's just ridiculous. Like, what do you it, mean? You think it's a bad thing? I think it's horrible. But it seems to I be like sanitizing the world. No, it's not. No, it's not. No, it's not. Cause they have the they have the new they have the new girl the the girl that was on I Blossom. forgot she was on Big Bang Theory yeah. and on Blossom right yeah you know they're yeah, like saying that so. they're saying that she doesn't deserve the job because she came out and said something about vaccinations like about no matter like not what, getting vaccinated like about childhood vaccinations like she said something or whatever so she got labeled an anti-vaxxer even though she said she got the covid vaccination and then 
there was she was saying something about how she dresses in Hollywood, and people were saying that she was a, a victim blamer. And so a it's like blamer. That, so yeah. they just making up. You saying they just the goal so no matter is infinitely who moving. The job, they're gonna find a way to discredit the person. And and as I said, I, I'm just. I just don't know who these perfect people that we're looking for to take these positions. Like, LeVar I, I just Burton. don't know. LeVar Burton. LeVar Burton is the person. Yeah, that, I mean, everybody's rooting rooting for him, but I'm like, uh, and, and it's crazy, like, the people that were like, oh, this person should go, they were like, oh, but bring on LeVar Burton. And so, but it's not just the Jeffrey thing. I just think it's anything in life to where, you know, if you've misspoke or, you know, if you've mistweeted, you've sent something out. He's <laughs> mistweeted. I don't know. Like, I, I think I do. I agree with you. Some of the stuff that I know as a kid, I believed in is really bad now. But I don't think we've ever, like, done anything. I mean, like, I think the worst thing I could think of is preferring to date light-skinned women when I was in high school. That was like the worst thing, but my only girlfriend was dark-skinned. I I know that could be a bad thing somewhere down the road, somehow, shape or form, but I don't You're saying, but I don't have any I'm talking about I'm talking about stuff as petty as calling a woman fat. Oh, well then yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like that's what they were saying about 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 the Jeopardy dude. Like he was like looking they at a, a, a group fat? of he was looking at a group of, he was looking at, like, he had a a, a, a female co-host. And so she was like, oh, yeah, we went out this weekend or whatever to the lake or something like that, right? And he was, like, looking at him, and he was like, man, you got a couple of fat, like, you got a couple of fatties, like. And like <laughs> he called them fatties. <laughs> like, like, you like, got some, like, some, some fat girls or something, like, something to that effect, right? And so they were like. They got mad at him for that. That's a fireable offense. Oh, okay. Then yes, yeah, that's, that's a bit much. But I, I keep telling y'all though. I keep telling y'all. You can you can check the text thread. At some point, picking at people for being overweight and unattractive is going to be lumped in with saying racial stuff, race, race, racial slurs. So there you, but you go. You can't change your race though. No. I mean, I'm, I'm no. I'm, I'm saying like but you can you, change you, your your. No, your, I, your... I get what you're saying, but I'm saying like we're gonna. I, I felt like this was going to be one of those things that could get you canceled for saying somebody's ugly or overweight. And I guess, I guess we here. I didn't, I didn't I know it was going to be that quick. Drills to my Shikari finishing last. That was kind of, ooh, hey. hi. Let me, let me tell you, let me tell you. you. You guys see a whole bunch of Nikes back here, right? Yeah. So I'm I'm like a Nike person, right? Like I like Nike a lot. Yeah. The fact that Nike continues to promote Shakari Richardson bothers me. Oh Lord, please it don't say that crazy. Me. How it could, bothers uh, me. How could it, it bothers me? Why and how could it bother you? What has she accomplished? Hold on, time out. Time out. Time, anything. Time, time out. Uh, I don't know if I'm gonna ever do anything in the public sphere. Probably never will. But I just want y'all to know these are pledges, viewpoints on Shakari Richardson, not mine. Okay, go ahead, Pledge. Pledge is bothered by Shakari's 
endorsement is it let me, the endorsement? Let me, let me tell you because let me tell you what what I'm bothered by, right? It's not what people accomplish that gets celebrated celebrated nowadays. It's the popularity. And what's messed up is that popularity doesn't have anything to do with accomplishments anymore. It's just Nike is just saying she's popular, she's in the news, she's a um, what do you call it? A polarizing figure right now. So let's ride this wave. And so um, Shikari finishing last, I thought it was so funny because it kept showing her commercials during the races yesterday. Did you watch the races? She has Jesus. a commercial and they literally showed a commercial every 30 minutes for a person who finished ninth. <laughs> it was funny. It was so funny. I was like, man, how how crazy is this that you are that's that's what happens when you celebrate people who don't accomplish anything when you wait, celebrate wait, people who so have you, not accomplished anything so it's a cautionary tale to you is it is that yes. what you're saying like you have alex and phoenix the most decorated women's track and field athlete of all time in in the history of the olympics the most decorated athlete and you wanted her to take a 70 percent pay cut but you are going to promote Shakari Richardson. How ironic is that? How ironic is that? That shows you that greatness and accomplishments don't matter at all. As long as you're popular and you're trending and you're a polarizing figure, that's what matters most. Those are the people who get elevated. Those are the people who get commercials. Those are the people who get endorsements. Not the people who have actually gone out and accomplished stuff. So you're saying Colin Kaepernick don't deserve a job in the NFL? I'm saying that Colin Kaepernick had a job in the NFL. And as I said, I don't I don't agree with him not being able to play in the NFL. But I but if you ask me how I really feel about it, I felt I feel like Colin Kaepernick knew that he would make more of a statement by never ever playing another down another down in the NFL. Then he then he um he makes more a statement now that he never played again than he than he would have if he played again. And I think he uh, made a conscious decision to not play again in the NFL. That's my uh, God's honest truth. The I think he was assisted in not being able to play again from the NFL, but I, I don't think he was that all that bothered by it because I think he's more of a he's more of a uh, a celebratory figure by not playing again. Because if he would have gone back and played again, people been like, "All right," but now that he's not playing, it's like the story goes on and on and on. Jarrell says Shakari broke a fresh a record as a freshman, so she has accomplishments, and she's the sixth fastest person in the world. Jarell's she the hasn't guy. done anything on the Jarell, Olympic level, though. She never been to the Olympics, so thank you. So why she get commercials? Because she broke records. She apparently she broke records. He says she yeah, set an NCAA record and as and a freshman. She she broke a record. Does that not count? Do you not want to give her the credit for the the two two things that Jarell said? What did she do yesterday? Okay. Well, <laughs> Drell said those people will age out. Drell did tell me two weeks ago that she's not quote unquote that fast when you're comparing like all the athletes from around the world. So he Thank you. He did no I'm saying but he, you know, him being the track person that he is, he did say, Yes, she's fast, but she's not as fast as these other women saying? from different countries. So I wasn't surprised Why were you that she loved crown her though. Well, come on, man. You, you can't get mad at 
corporations were looking for somebody to endorse because they need it's a publicity stunt though. yeah i mean it is but it's not like she was she didn't deserve it you know what i mean let's let's she broke a record i didn't know she broke a record so that that is that but is a big like deal. The, just like the Colin Kaepernick thing, right? Just like the Colin Kaepernick thing. He don't deserve the attention from Nike. No, I'm saying, but Nike is riding the wave, though. Like but Nike's, Nike's always done thing. that. Yeah, I'm just, saying that's but just good business. Like, I'm saying no, but this is the same people that Michael Jordan, the greatest of all time, LeBron James, considered by some the greatest of all time, Kobe. Like these are people that accomplished something. And 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 re- delivered over and over again. Well, but by that by that like, model, Michael Jordan like, didn't deserve a, an endorsement from Nike. If you're going with that, Michael hadn't played a single game in the NBA yet before he, he got his contract. Won an NCAA championship. But that you know, according to you, that don't count because Shikari broke a record in college. But you're saying that don't count. So by that said, logic, Michael Jordan had that shoe a- over your right shoulder or left shoulder would not exist. Hell, the shoes on that top row altogether would not exist because <laughs> he didn't do anything in the league yet. Like Adidas was like, eh, no, you too saying, short. He still, you saying, ain't played the game Nike yet. Shoe, Converse was like, that's a Nike right there. I'm saying, that's but Converse was like, you ain't do nothing yet. You don't deserve special treatment. We're not going to give you anything more than we've given Magic Johnson because, you know, it's Magic and who are you? So um, what I'm saying is what's Mike was popular now. Mike was definitely a popular guy. So Nike betting on popularity has been the best idea yet. Because Nike was a relative nobody before they signed yeah. MJ. So. I watched the show Band, you know, that talked about the, the creation of the, the yeah, Jordan 1. Yeah. But you like, got you to gotta see, there's a big swoosh on that shoe, though. He didn't get his own jump, man, until he... Until the threes came out and he had won, you know, he's won the slam dunk competition and stuff like that. He started well, he accomplishing to... things be- be- before he was crowned with his own, like, sh- like you know, uh, the, logo. I mean, the twos, like the twos were pretty much. The twos are the least recognized Jordans of That's... all time because he was hurt I mean... that year, so they didn't get any. They didn't get any court uh, but they were, they, appearance. But he, you know, he was doing things that nobody had ever done with shoes by the time the twos came out but there was no shoe industry at the time though like there was no like I mean, industry to where people just like bought shoes for fashion like you the, bought the shoes ones were the ones were the ones saying, were but that, when I'm things saying, changed but that, it created that it created that 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 space so jordan created a space so you're saying if shikari would have won exist. yesterday she would have been justified justified because but the fact that she finished ninth is just it's it's funny because it's like y'all crowned the wrong person and you guys, it, you guys should know was better. It, was it? Uh, I guess it just shows that Nike's human. No, uh, Nike, I, Nike's in the area of greatness anymore. Nike's in the area of of of, of popularity and polarization, and that's and that's what the whole world has gone to. To where the most popular people uh, don't have to be talented anymore. They don't have to accomplish great things. It's just a lot of people have to. Um, know you and rock with you okay and, and so I like in the same lane that everything else hey tebow is one of the most accomplished i know no 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 collegiate Again. athletes in we the keep, history of football you, how do you keep Two moving the goalposts one heisman trophy 
You keep moving ain't the no, goalposts. Ain't post. no Alabama trophy ever. Ain't no Alabama quarterback ever done that. We don't. We don't listen. We don't need that. Matter of fact, you should be an Alabama fan based on your theory. You should rock with us because we're all about the system, not popularity. Who's productive? I will give you guys that. And, I will and give you guys that. Tebow has been a absolute bust since 2010. Winning record as a quarterback in NFL. Because he has one more win than one win. loss? With a playoff win. All you need is one more win than losses to have a winning record. So that's not impressive. You can have 10 losses and 11 wins. That's a winning record. It's not impressive. But, yeah, according to your theory, yes, Tim Tebow did get a job as a third-string tight end because of how popular he was. Not because he was good enough. Not because he earned it. Because he was popular. And that, that's BS. Uh, let's see. Look at Drill with all the topics. Uh Oh. Jarrell says she the fastest American. I don't know, Pledge, you, you kind of losing on this argument with Shakari. Uh, As I said, you, they're riding the wave. Care about Lizzo? Popularity. Yeah, I, mean, I, don't, yeah, I don't know. Publicity stunt at the publicity stunt. You think that was a publicity stunt too? It's working, you know, definitely. Yeah, I mean, because think about it. Like, like what we've been talking about. What when has she? When was the last time she created a hit? You know, what was the last chart topping hit she came out with? So she has to find a way to stay relevant. The butt out jeans at the Lakers that's what she's game. Doing. <laughs> that's, that so I'm saying like that's 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 not that doesn't have anything to do with talent. That doesn't have anything to do with ability. It all has something to do with uh, capturing eyes and capturing attention. And that's what she's in. She's going to be more famous for that than anything that she. So uh, let me let me ask this. So is Nike, uh, Urban Meyer, Lizzo wrong for just keeping up with the new business model? Because apparently, you got a crowd in the following, you're gonna get dollars. So whatever you got to do to maintain that, that's gonna get. Because that's I mean that's how Trump won. I mean, we could we can just go example after example. You ain't even got to be right or deserving of anything. Just appeal to a very broad base of people, and then you will get positions. Like, screw your actual aptitude for a position. So, what are we saying? Are we saying it's not right? Are we dinosaurs, or is it that we're just being stubborn? And we should just adapt to the times, a la y'all would start shooting threes instead of trying to be Dwight Howard and Shaq out here. But get your Brooke Lopez, your Brooke Lopez on. See, you got a um, ring. The way I see it is this, is that Trump was a result, was a result of the modern day society to where we throw credibility out, we throw experience out, we throw um, talent and ability out, and we just go with the most popular person who makes us feel the best. And so there was a reason why he's a modern day president as a president 20, 30 years ago to where we relied on those things. Um, and we, we expected those things and the people that we elevate and the people that we lift up to leadership positions. 
And so, as I said, he was the ultimate result uh, result of a society that just says, oh, well, I'm just going to go with the candidate that screams the loudest, gets the most attention, and, you know, and can piss off people that I don't like. And so he he was a result of, of where society is headed. And like you say, these corporations, they see they see the writing on the wall. They see a change in in people's uh, you know and and what people sense as what they want to be a part of. As I said, I brought up Allison Felix, right? The most decorated women's Olympic track athlete in the history of, of, of the Olympics has more medals than anybody else. I think thirteen or fourteen, if I'm not mistaken, right? You have a woman who's won. You have a she had you know she's started a family. She she's doing her thing, you know, making the right moves or whatever. But Nike gives her say if you want to continue to be a Nike athlete, we're gonna to have to take a seventy percent pay cut from you. From but all she not she not bringing purposes, in, she not making money. For all intents and purposes, she represents all the right things. I mean, yes, but but. Nike said that this person who has done some wonderful things in college, but on the Olympic circuit, can't even qualify for the Olympics because she, in all essence, broke the rules, the rules that were put out there plain and simple, who can't even qualify for the Olympics. We're going to back her or whatever because she's trending right now. And so, and so it, it, it's, it's, it, it messes with our sensibilities of of who gets promoted and who gets who gets out there or whatever to where you have somebody who's actually accomplished things and done things the right way who you know doesn't get the the notoriety and recognition that I feel like she deserves um you have the young lady who got a medal and who's uh you know i think goes to goes to some Ivy League school who has a who has a masters from an Ivy League school or whatever you know this lady's running track and getting things done you know, meddling in the Olympics, made it to the Olympics and meddled in the Olympics, you know, and, and, and doing things at a high level academically, you know, young black sister, you know, where's the, the pub in the, in the, in the, you know, she, congratulations for her. So I'm just got, saying is that, the things I get, I'm saying the things that get rewarded and celebrated are the things that young people gravitate, gravitate to. The things that get punished um, are things that, young people don't gravitate to. And so I would just like to see the people who do things the right way, the people who do things, who actually go out and, and, and achieve and accomplish goals or whatever, I would just like to see them get rewarded, you know, and congratulated because Shakari Richardson, what's her incentive to continue to perfect her craft if she's getting all the roses and flowers when she hasn't accomplished much already? She's like, I'm making more money than people who went to the Olympics. I'm making more money than them because more people are are willing to back me and use me as an endorser. So, so what's the incentive for her to 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 continue to go down the Olympic path? I mean, if if, if, this, if her not making the Olympics gets more rewarded than her, than people who make the Olympics, like what's the what's the incentive to 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 continue to could that, that path? Could that be an indictment on America? Because yes, yeah, an indictment on America. No, it's no, but I mean, not us. not not like the society, but Let's the governing body that pays athletes, because there there was a a stink made about how much money Olympic medalists get, 
in varying countries and America's paying a paltry, measly 20 grand for stuff. And then you got countries that make far less money and GDPs far less rich paying their Olympic athletes 50,000, 100 grand. Now, granted, they might not have to pay as many athletes. I mean, to be fair, but you know, America got money for what America want to use. America got money anytime it needs money or wants money, I should say. So what I'm saying is, should we be blaming the system? I know this is like real, because you you over there spent some hot some some Jason Whitlock takes over there. So I'm gonna hit you with this: Is it wrong for her just capitalizing on the moment? Is it wrong for her just being born when she was born? Because if it's if this was the '80s. You know, we wouldn't be having this conversation, but thanks to the democratization of marketing and the eyeballs and okay, corporations knowing they're not as strong as a grassroots marketing campaign, they're just like, well, since we can't generate that kind of attention on our own, we'll just capitalize once the attention has been generated. Is that her fault? It's Is not that her fault. I'm not blaming her for for. Um, accepting a check that's been offered to her. So we should I'm blame, that we should blame corporations, think, right? No. It, well, we have to blame somewhat ourselves because all the attention and all the attention that she got once people found out that she wasn't going to make the Olympics and, you know, all the attention and, you know, people coming out and, you know, and saying all the buzz that was created behind that. These companies saw that. These companies saw that she's she's a polarizing figure. These companies saw that if they attach their brand to her, that people are going to pay attention. So what we give buzz and what we give attention to that, you know, we're, we're kind of the, 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 the people that, you know, are, are behind that because we're, we're telling these companies who, who, you know, they should go after because we give our attention to those people already. I just think we give our attention to the wrong people for the wrong things. We just give our attention to people that look like us. That's that's just that's simple. That's simple science. You always throw your support behind something that looks like you. Allison Felix is more like me than Shakari Richardson. That's you don't have Alex and Felix out in the front of anything. You had Shakari Richardson. Shakari Richardson was the latest. Let's let's so let's let's respect the timeline. Not this alternate one that you're making up. She broke records. She broke records. She 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 accomplished some things in, as a college freshman. Deservedly got attention for it. Then people that aren't into track and field, like myself, saw the girl with the orange hair. I didn't know who she was. I just saw her popping up on the news feed. Thanks to ESPN and thanks to a couple other people that's just really in the capturing all the black stuff they can find but it was like this girl just broke a record and she did it reminiscent of some icons from the past so naturally all the people that look like her or felt represented by her image jumped on board that happens all the time like it happens in every manner of society why are we mad at this particular instance Because again, I'm not mad at it. I just, but I just, I just think it. I just think it's. Uh, it, I'm just saying. Ironic. I'm just saying that, that, it, that it happens every day. Thrown behind that, and then she follows it up with the performance that she had yesterday, 
when they're showing a loop of her commercials over and over again. I mean, that, but that's not. And I, mean, I want to give, and I want to give like nobody's lady, fault. Gabby Thomas, I want to give her her flowers. Her name is Gabby Thomas. She's a Harvard grad and an epidemiologist. <laughs> she won the, uh, the bronze medal. Go on, girl. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> hey, man, just just be careful, man. You're out here whitlocking with this one. You sound like Jason Whitlock, which is not a good thing for people that don't know who Jason Whitlock is. But, uh, no, I mean, i just been out the loop, man. I, not out the loop, but I just haven't been investing anything into it. I did see, you know, how happy people were that she came in last. I did see how there's a lot of people happy. There was a lot of black women happy she lost. There was a lot of black women that was like, all of a sudden, I'm not American, I'm Jamaican. Uh, it was a lot of that going on. I was like, wow. So the second she lost, in dramatic fashion, the ship was abandoned. So, I guess to your point, people didn't forget the traditional way of selecting heroes. Because the second she lost, people abandoned ship. And then after the interview, even more people abandoned ship. But the thing is, is that I don't I don't consider myself somebody who abandoned the ship because I wasn't on the ship in the first place. Once once I found out that she didn't qualify for it, I was just like, all right, why is she, like why is she continuing to get all this you know adulation and 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 you know attention? And so when I saw that, you know, it's one thing, you know, not to be there or whatever, but it's another thing for you to, you know, kind of you know, through reasons of your own not to qualify for something, but then to, you know, to almost blow up bigger than the people who actually did qualify, it's another thing for that to happen behind it. And so when I saw that, I was like, man, this is this is this is is getting out of hand. You know, we need to kind of rein this in a little bit to where we need to um, you know, celebrate the things, you know, people doing actually the people that are actually going out and accomplishing things. And and I and I and I probably do that more so out of a I probably do that more so out of a out of a father's standpoint because I want to show my kids that hey when you do the right things and you and 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 you make the right decisions or whatever those are the things that are going to get rewarded you know not you know poor decisions or lapse in judgment you know and so and so it's 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 that to where I want my kids to have tangible examples of that. Well, you know, from that standpoint, I, I understand. Because as a teacher, but that's a tightrope act, you know what I'm saying? That is a very, very tough line to, to kind of straddle or balance yourself on because we don't, we just don't live in that time anymore where fame is regulated like it used to be. Fame isn't regulated anymore. Fame is, like you said, anybody that's got access to a cell phone or a laptop and some Wi-Fi, you know, they could be famous. It's just, uh, I mean, honestly, that's why we see Candace Owens and Jason Whitlock doing what he's doing and Trump being president. It's just whoever captured the most eyeballs, man. And people are saying the craziest thing they can say to get the attention. So, uh, might get to Shakara Richardson take, though. It, it, it looked very bad yesterday. 
I was like, ooh, this is going to look real bad. And it immediately turned into a firestorm of negative press. And uh, it became polarizing again, like inside of the black community. Like, I think her fan base got split yesterday. Like, I saw so many people just went, oh, I'm a Jamaican. I was like, whoa, it's a lot of Jamaican flags on the timeline. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with, you know, repping. Yeah, it just, it went from <laughs> let her run to I'm Jamaican. So maybe society's extremely fickle and Nike's right to jump on whatever moment they can because there is no traditional system that they can use to make money anymore. I mean, you still got the the old school stuff still works. Like, the winner's going to win. They're going to draw attention, except for Giannis. And then, you know, and, and Kawhi. Yeah, Giannis and Kawhi. But, I mean, even Jokic, he's not getting the Christmas game. You won the MVP, but, nah, we you still don't attract enough eyeballs. So, yeah. I mean, he does. he's not going to get a shoe deal. Mm-mm. You know, none of that. None of that, because it's so. just not – people just don't care. Like nobody yeah. wants to watch his games, so uh, it's just wild, man. And you know, to to Drew's Lizzo point, maybe we just gotta adapt, bro. Now, what I will say, you can tell you kids, is the sustainability model of yeah. success because you could be a flash in, pan, in the pan easily. But sustainability after that moment is faded, that's a completely, you, you can't, there's no substitute for that. You got to put in the work for that. You can't sustain respect. You can't sustain notoriety without the good old fashioned elbow grease. But you can be a flash in the pan with a couple mistakes. Perfect statement. The artist accomplishes something once. The artisan accomplishes it repeatedly nice so that's where I'm at in my life man just uh oh yeah I did make that picture that one time it's about like make it again that's that's where the real challenge comes in so you can tell your kids that we're gonna see with Shikari that that's a this is a an experiment on that Lizzo is an experiment uh And 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 please know that I'm not like rooting against Shakari Richardson. Um, I know you're just you know, being very for, and, not traditional. Know, just I think we're it's know, a man thing. Like not even like I, I don't know how to put this. I'm just looking at the world like this lately. It's some stuff. Like men have to see things a little differently because we're required to do different things I guess and as a result the well adjusted man not not the, the bigots not the men that are you know misogynists not those guys but guys that have to be responsible for families and leadership and relationships they have to go through the sustainability model like I can't really focus on anything outside of this craft self discipline and if I'm lucky, self-improvement. Like if I have room for that. And if I just maintain the steady effort, I can be excellent or I could be the artisan. And then I could sustain enough to take care of 
other people. Whereas that might get us to look at something like a Shikari Richardson situation to be like, that's a flash in the pan. Why do we care? Because that doesn't translate into real life. I think, and I think that's what, I think that's what you're attempting to explain. It's like, okay, yes, she did those things, but it hasn't been sustained. Don't champion her before it's been sustained. Correct. Yeah. So, uh, and there, uh, and there are other people who that are sustained. Yes, because Allison Felix broke a record that speaks to sustainability. She has the most medals. She's gone to the Olympics four times. She's, you know, that's 16 years of elitism. Uh, she lost the deal with Nike, but instead of falling off, she created her own shoe brand and recruited. Yeah. So, you know, we could say Shikari's cool, but Allison is the model we should adopt. Yeah. Yeah. Like Jay-Z said, Niggas saying they made ho. Okay, so make another one. Make another ho, yeah. And I mean, Gabby Thomas as well. You know that that young that young sister as well. So you yeah, know, yeah, and, yeah. Like Simone Biles. Now I don't get I don't get I don't get the hate that she got, but well, I understand what people are saying. But her model was sustainable. Like she came back and and meddled again, so she could be somebody. Another lesson for the kids. Like tremendous setback came back and meddled again uh, and and then she like record for like a lot of medals too or is that uh gabby douglas mm, i don't i don't think gabby douglas has as many i don't i don't know because not only does she does uh simone bows like win on the olympic level but she like wins like all the other world competitions too so yeah um so i doubt anybody is you know come close to, to what she's done so i got you well, that's it, man. Uh, I don't know. I ain't really got. I mean, I see stuff, but I don't know. I just been kind of divested from everything. You know, in the past month or so, just trying to focus on what I can control, and you know, if it, it don't work out for me, it don't work out for me. But seldom does not focusing on what you can control not work out for you. So. That's it, man. I'm gonna hit this mall. These outlets got these coupons. They burn my pockets <laughs> up. They burn my pockets up. I, I got to get rid of them. Nice. <laughs> I hear you, man. All right, cool, man. Cool, cool. All right, man. Enjoyed it. All right, sir. Peace.